block sports. Big 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 block sports. We're here. Week three picks. Again, episode three. This is part two of episode three. We're going to go over our week three picks. I know I've been going back and forth week one. I went with the spread, uh, the, the bets and the spreads and the and the money lines and the winners. Week two, I went with the spreads and I was picking number. I'm just going to pick winners, bro, because that's what I am. That's what you should be. You should be a winner, too. So I'm just going to pick the winners. Whatever the spread is, I'm not too concerned about right now because I'm not betting no money. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to bet no money right now. I'm still figuring the season out, you know? Like I know there's a lot of people out there betting. You see all those Caesars commercials, but nah, not yet. patience. But I'm just going to pick some straight up winners. I'm going to pick the team that's going to win the game regardless of what the spread is. And another thing, no risk it. No biscuit. I'm going to take some chances this week because I want some upsets. I want to see. I thought last week we had some great games. We also had some blowouts, right? And and the blowouts weren't surprising either, you know? So this week, I'm going to take some chances. I want to see some upsets. I want to see some upset football. Um, So let's take a look at the games and I'll call out the winners. As usual, again, I do bring up the, the schedule before I start the show, but usually I do my picks almost right now while I'm reading it. (laughs) I kind of decide in my head. You might even hear me go through a couple of positions like I did in the last episode comparing the Vikings and the Colts um, quickly. But let's get into it. Week three, our first game. This is the Thursday night game. Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans. Easy pick, Carolina Panthers all the way. I don't think the Houstons have a chance. The Houstons. I don't think the Texans, nor the Houstons, nor the Houstons and the Texans together, two teams together do not have a chance against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, They're starting Davis Webb at quarterback in Houston. Carolina Panthers are coming off a 2-0 start. They're looking strong. They're looking powerful. I'm going to take the Panthers in the Thursday night game easy money. Now, Colts, Titans, division game. Division game here. And again, both teams are not really sure which, 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 were the real Titans please stand up, right? Were the real Colts, even though they're 0-2. I thought they could have won this last game. They played a lot better than the first game. Uh, let's see. Uh, just for educational purposes, the, the the line is minus five and a half for Tennessee. So basically meaning um, Tennessee is a five and a half point favorite. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with Tennessee. And I know I just picked the Colts as the most dangerous 0-2 team, and that's probably going to make them 0-3 now. And it's putting a damper on my prediction. Um, But I think they could still split with Tennessee. Um, So they'll probably lose this game at Tennessee. Tennessee comes to Indianapolis later on in the year, and they'll probably win that game. But this game, I'm going to take Tennessee. I feel like they found their mojo against Seattle. And um, Tennessee Titans all the way. 
Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants. It's like a coin toss. Um, again, I like I like I like a lot of things on the Giants. You know, I like Daniel. I like Daniel Jones if he just didn't fumble and do stupid stuff so much. Um, I like Saquon Barkley. I like the receiver core that they have. Galladay, when he's mentally into it and not yelling at coordinators, he's actually an excellent receiver. Ingram, Shepard, they got some skills. They got some wheels over there. Um, same with Atlanta, though. Um, you know, again, I like Matt Ryan. Uh, I like Calvin Ridley. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is a dog. Um, defensively, I'm not really sure. This game might be 50 to 47 or something. Like, this game... They might score a hundred points, or they might the game might end three to two. Like really, <laughs> it's feast or famine with this game. And I'm gonna take a second here, let you think about it. Falcons at the Giants, and it's at the Giants. I'm gonna take. Let me think. Coaching staff. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Atlanta. Um, I feel like they're the more mature team. I feel like the coaching staff, for what it's worth. Um, I, I believe in a little bit more than Joe Judge and your boy, Clapmaster Jarrett. Um, so I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons beating the New York Giants. The Falcons are already a three and a half point favorite. I'm just going to stick with that Atlanta Falcons over the New York Giants. Next game, Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. No risk it, no biscuit. Not going to do it this time, though. I would have picked the Chiefs one more week. I'm going to give the Chiefs one more chance. They let me down last week versus the Ravens. But again, I, I still think they are the cream of the crop in the AFC. I think the Chargers are up and coming. Um, but they, they got a long way to go before they get in the, in the game with the Chiefs. Uh, but hey, any given Sunday, it could happen. I just don't think it's this Sunday. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. Now, if the Chiefs let me down again, I'm going to have to really look at them going forward. Because they almost lost to the Browns. They lost to the Ravens, um, and then the Chargers, if they lose to the Chargers, well, that's basically almost 0-3 they're starting out the season because, again, that defense, it's always the defense when it comes to the Chiefs. It's always the defense when it comes to the Chargers, too. So let's see what happens, but I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. Cincinnati Bengals at Pittsburgh, and I've been high on Pittsburgh, um, but with Ben Roethlisberger's injury you know i'm not <clears throat> i'm not 100 sure even if you look at the line cincinnati's coming in at a four sorry pittsburgh's coming in at a four and a half point favorite not cincinnati my bad um see pittsburgh steelers definitely have the better pass rush they definitely have the better secondary um offensively i know jamar chase just had a big game joe mixon always has big games um, but so does chase claypool you know so does jesse james um so does deontay johnson i'm i'm gonna roll i'm gonna stick with pittsburgh <clears throat> excuse me i'm gonna stick with the pittsburgh steelers over the cincinnati Bengals. again the pittsburgh steelers are already a four and a half point favorite um I don't think there's a reason for me to doubt that line. So I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh in this game. And a nail-biter. You know, I see this being a, a tough AFC North contest. I'm just going to wipe my nose off a little bit here. Um, 
but I see the Steelers winning that game. Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns. And you know, I don't give a dizam about the Browns. I know there's a lot of people loving the Browns right now. Oh, you know, we almost beat the Chiefs, bro. You know, we had them right, right where we wanted them. You know, you know who Browns fans sound like right now? They've been sounding like this for the last two years. They sound like Cowboys fans, right? This is our year, bro. No, no, no. That was last year. This is our year. Um, and with that being said, I'm taking the Bears. Write it down. At me. Tweet me, bro. Tell me I'm crazy. Justin Fields is starting. I don't think they got tape on him. If they do, it's like two plays. Sure, they can go back and look at Ohio State, but that was a totally different offense. Again, I think I think Justin Fields should have been starting. I think by now, I think obviously he would do way better if he had the first two games worth of experience. Now coming into a tough contest against the Browns, he would be primed. It sucks that his first um, official contest is going to be against Miles Garrett and uh, the Browns defense. Um but I'm taking the Bears, man. Browns are a seven and a half point favorite. I don't care. I don't care about the Browns, bro. Show me to the Browns, show me they not the Browns. They the Browns, bro. I'm taking the Bears. Taking Khalil Mack. I'm taking David Montgomery. I'm taking Allen Robinson. I'm taking the Bears. Book it. Ravens at the Lions. I am not taking the Lions. I am taking the Ravens 100%. Ravens all the way over the Lions. Shout out to Detroit, though. I'm sure they'll play hard. But Ravens over the Lions. New England. Sorry, we got two new. Both of these teams have new in the name. It's throwing me off. All right, we got the New Orleans Saints at the New England Patriots. Patriots are three and a half point favorites. I don't know how. Is that the Jameis effect? <laughs> I mean, let's just try and whittle it down here. Jameis, Mac Jones, really depends on which James. Is it Jameis Winston or Jabo wins showing up to the game? <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought it was just a side conversation here, but uh, before the last Saints game, they had this little monologue piece with, well, it was really a monologue, but they had a little spinoff piece with Jameis Winston, and he was showing all these card trick games that he was doing and standing on one leg and reading cards that people were throwing at him because it's helping him layer his brain to process information. And before the game, and they were showing highlights from the last game, I was like, yo, yo, Jameis, Jameis might do his thing this year. You know what I'm saying? Like he reading... He really learned how to read them cards fast. You know what I'm saying? He threw a bunch of touchdowns in the first game. Then he went out and did what he did in the game. And now when I go back and look at that same, <laughs> that same um, little piece there on him reading cards, he looks like an idiot. Like, what are you doing reading playing cards, bro? Read film. Read defenses. Don't throw stupid interceptions. So it was just funny to me. Um, Still got mad love for Jameis. <sighs> and I'm still going to take my boy Jameis over the New England Patriots. Again, I think I think Mac Jones had a really good game last week, but we talking about the Dolphins. Tua got hurt, but we talking about the Dolphins, bro. Um, 
The Saints are not the Dolphins. There's no one on the Dolphins like Alan Kamara. Um, I don't think the Saints defense, even though they gave up 27 points or whatever last game, I think they'll tighten up against Mac Jones. I think the Patriots offense is still learning, growing, evolving. Um, and I think the Saints take the game, even though they are the underdog. I'm taking the Saints over the Patriots. You could at me on that, bro. Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Kyler Murray's been going nuclear. I, I heard a funny, um, a funny thing on First Things First this morning with Nick Wright, who's one of uh, my favorite uh, commentators. Um, he's not really a commentator. What is he, a pundit? Is he a, a journalist? He's actually a journalist. I'm act dude is like in the Syracuse Hall of Fame for journalism. You know what I'm saying? Like the dude is a journalist. I'm not even gonna try him like some internet personality. Um, but he said Kyler has reverse P reverse PTSD. So he feels like every play he has to throw a Hail Mary to De DeAndre Hopkins. So he's running for his life every play, like it's the last play of the game when it's really just like first and ten. Uh, but I thought that was hilarious. And it's true. You know, like I said, they put so much on Kyler. And I think he's still going to win this game. Again, the Cardinals are seven and a half point favorites. And I think they take the Jaguars. The Jaguars starting out, um, you know, like Jaguars do. All right. Next game, we got the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. Bills favored by eight and a half. That's an easy bet. That's an easy win. Bills squashing the football team won't even be a contest i don't think i think that again that first l excuse me that first l for the bills was important it gave them some character put some hair on their chest let them know hey this is the nfl every day you gotta bring it um so i think from now on they bring it and i think they will defeat the washington football team think they'll probably reach that. I think they'll cover that spread of eight and a half, too, for my betters out there. Um, but I'm taking the Buffalo Bills to win that game. New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. Broncos are undefeated. Jets are very defeated. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos. Easy pick. Uh, Bridgewater um, is a great quarterback. Given his name, he is a great bridge quarterback. Does his name Bridgewater? Um, kind of makes sense. Uh, I'm not sure what the long-term plan is in Denver, but hey, for now, they're 2-0. Uh, the defense looks spry. Melvin Gordon looks like Melvin Gordon with the colorful dreadlocks. Remember when he had those colorful dreadlocks? In, in, uh, well, they were in San Diego at that point, and he was going off. That dude is in Denver. He actually looks decent this season. I'm taking the Broncos. Jets starting 0-3 on their way right back to that number one or two pick shout out to the jets on their way jets already in mid-season four <laughs> two weeks into three weeks into the season uh this is an interesting game raiders at the dolphins again raiders 2-0 raiders las vegas the team next to the mgm right Make a left at the Luxor or whatever, wherever that stadium is. You know what I'm saying? Right off the strip. That team, 2-0. and Four and a half point favorite versus the Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett, it ain't happening, bro. It ain't happening. I'm going to take the Raiders. 
Max Crosby is like shot out of a cannon every play now. Like, I don't know what happened between last season and this season, but that dude is playing hard. He leads the league in pressures. Um, I got to take the Raiders, given the Dolphins' backup quarterback situation. Got to go with the Raiders. Nothing against Brissett. I don't know if he's even better than Tua. He might be better than Tua, but that's not saying much. I'm going with the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders win the game. Seahawks at the Minnesota Vikings. And this is an interesting line. I'm not really going to base my pick off the line, but they only got the Seahawks favored by one and a half points. It's an interesting line. I don't think the game will even be that close. Um, let me think about this. Um, you know, I know defensively the Seahawks showed some holes. You know, the pass rush. Uh, Kerry Hyder came over from San Francisco. Bro, he was like our third, fourth string dude. You know, he was out there because nobody else was out there. Uh, Chris Kersick made a, made a baller out of him. But he's been a solid player. He was a solid player for us. He's a solid player for Seattle. Um, I'm not sure if it, the, the pass rush in Seattle, though, is going to be able to get the Kirk Cousins. Um, but I'm not sure Kirk Cousins is, in that offense is really going to do anything to challenge the Seattle defense, even though their secondary is like, what's up? I know everybody sees the big ticket Jamal Adams, um, but unless the team is running jet sweeps or reverses and, and, and things that allow him to be in the box, um, I, I haven't seen myself. Now, if I'm wrong, again, at me, send me a DM. I haven't seen Jamal Adams be that two-way safety, right? Cover deep thirds, cover deep middle, cover the, the deep post, things like that, and then come back and fill the box. Um, I haven't seen that a lot. I, I want to say I haven't seen it at all. I've seen lots of great plays where Jamal Adams is at down at the line of scrimmage, uh, forcing fumbles, you know, causing quarterbacks to mess up their bubble screens. Um, so he's definitely an impact player in that standpoint. But, um, you know, Minnesota has two great receiving threats. And I'm not just talking about the, you know, like Philadelphia wide receivers have great talent, but their offense is based around short passes, spreading the field out. I think Minnesota wants to go long every other play, especially with the way Dalvin Cook runs. And you know what? You know what? No risk it, no biscuit. And also, I don't care about the Seahawks either, bro. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings. They're only a one and a half point underdog. They could flip that one and a half point with a field. Now, if the game comes down to a field goal, whew, it's going to be shaky. But I, I'm, I'm going to take the Vikings. You know, I think they're at home. Again, I think last week was deflating. But they could turn that into, hey, look, we competed. Um against the team. And I think, again, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, very sim great similarities when it comes to how they play the game. Um, deep ball, great deep ball for both quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I want, again, I want to see some, some upsets. And I also want Seattle to lose more games so that we can win the division in San Francisco. But besides my personal endeavors, I, I want Minnesota to get this dub, um, but I probably want Seattle to get the L more. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a great game. 
Tampa Bay at the Rams. The spread is not even a whole point. The Rams are favored by half a point. Um, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady can't bet against him. Every time you bet against him, guess what he does? He wins the damn game. And I'm taking Tampa Bay over the Rams. Again, don't care about the Rams. They're in our division. I don't like them. We call them the Lambs. We beat them twice last year with some dude who used to bag groceries at quarterback. He was, he's, I'm, my bad, Mullins. I didn't mean to talk about Mullins and CJ Bathard like that, but we beat them with some dudes at quarterback. We had some dudes at corner, some dudes rushing the passer. If you saw our injured reserve list last season, we beat them twice with some dudes on the field because it's the Lambs. We call them the Lambs for a reason. And I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win that game. Whew, here we go. Sunday night football. 49ers. Oh, we're three and a half point favorites over the Green Bay Packers. And you know we're going to beat the Packers. If it's one thing that we do besides beat the Lambs, it's beat the Packers. I think Green Bay... You know, we don't know. You know, Green Bay lost the first game by a lot. Things were looking a little shaky there in that first half um, against the Lions. And, and, by, and by no means am I saying that the Packers are washed, but they wasn't dominating the Packers. Um, sorry, the Lions. I mean, we didn't either until later on in the game. But um, I like our chances against the Packers. We always have a great pass rush versus the Packers. Um, I think... If you look at the Lions game versus the Packers and watch the Eli and Peyton Manning simulcast on ESPN2 because they talk real football. Now, they don't, don't always do a good job of keeping track of the plays, especially when they have guests on. These people just start talking, especially Gronk like last week was just rambling about stupid stuff in the middle of like interceptions and whatever. Like they were just missing the whole game. But when they do focus on the game and it's just Peyton and Eli – they throw back and forth some nuggets all day. And then the first thing, uh, the, the the main thing that Peyton was focused on was, hey, Detroit, they just need to stay in that two deep safety. They can't, they can't get out of that look because what that's going to do is that's going to force Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to throw to run the ball. It's going to force them to take the check down. It's going to force them to matriculate the ball down the field, right? It's going to force them to be patient. And Aaron Rodgers, can he be patient? That's what Peyton Manning was saying the whole game. Can't if they stay in this too deep, can he be patient? And right it was almost like clockwork. Right after he said that, he tried to force a ball in to Devontae Adams and it was almost an interception. And then for whatever reason, the second half started and the Lions were like, yeah, that worked. Let's try something else. And they went into this uh, single high safety look and almost immediately, just like previously, Peyton was like, oh, they're not in cover two anymore. They're not in too deep. It was almost like perfect timing. Boom. Devontae Adams goes down the field for 40 or 50 yards. We play a two high safety look with Tart and Ward. I don't see D'Amico Ryans making that mistake. I think that's our fundamental defense, two deep safeties uh, or cover four. Sometimes we do cover three, but I, I see because, because Tart and Ward are so interchangeable, I kind of see them both being in that shell, two deep coverage. Um, 
And I think we can get to Aaron with our pass rush. I think we could bring a linebacker if we need to, but I think we could we could double Tanyan with the linebacker. Um, and, um, you know, if they're not three three wide, we can double Tanyan with the linebacker in our slot corner. Um, we could we can kind of shade over the top of those Green Bay wide receivers. And I think we can get to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think we can get him off his spot. And, you know, for all the accolades and amazing throws that he does in his pocket presence, he he doesn't like it. You know, he doesn't like being off his spot. You could see that game in the playoffs. He was frustrated beyond belief. This, you see this? That's what we want to see. That that pissed off chin strap thing where he, ah, oh, son of a, you know, Aaron is so moody. He has this, ah, that's what I want to see all game. And I think we can do it. I got the 49ers winning against the Packers. But you are, you already probably knew that. And then the last game uh, I have on the, on the docket, Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. And this is going to be an entertaining game. I know most people look at this like, ah, it's the NFC least. But you got to understand, man. Every division game, every game in that division is is like a playoff game. <laughs> um, so Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, I think I think what I'm struggling with right now is a little bit of bias for the Cowboys. Um, you know, I, I went ahead and subscribed to HBO Max recently when I want to say when Mortal Kombat came out and I really wanted to see it. So I I, I, I bit the bullet, as they say, and um Went ahead and got the HBO Max and didn't think about it. And then I realized, oh, snap, hard knocks. And I'll be totally honest, I loved it. I know, I know there was a lot of critique on the season. It was boring and, uh, you know, Mike McCarthy's weird. Uh, but I loved it. I thought the cin cinematography was great. I thought the slow motion, the drone shots, the stories... I was cheering for Kamara by the end. I was like, yo, this dude needs to make the team. The the Mexican guy, um, I can't remember his name right now, Alex something. I was cheering for him. I thought they really did a good job of bringing some storylines. Um, so I, it probably makes me like the Cowboys more than I should this season, which is bad. I shouldn't be biased. But I'm going to take the Eagles because I don't care about the Cowboys like that. I'm taking the Eagles. They almost beat, they didn't really beat us. They didn't, they didn't have a shot. But I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I think he showed you he is a quarterback. I see a lot of, of that. I see a lot of people posting that. Oh, look at look at Jalen Hurts passing next gen stat. He's only throwing to yo, like that's what the defense gave him. What you want him to force the ball into coverage? You know what I'm saying? Like, now, show me. If there's some tape out there that shows me, yo, wide open people are running down the middle of the field. Um, you know, he's missing open reads in the middle of the field. All right, show me that. But everybody posting this next-gen stat showing, oh, he only completed passes in this section. Well, yo, he completed passes in that section, right? How many passes did he miss? He didn't miss a lot. You know, he had a, he had a couple of deep shots. Two of them were taken away. He makes that one, and then he has the other 91-yard one. It's a totally different ball game. So I'm taking the Eagles. I think they're going to shock the Cowboys. The Cowboys are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Eagles 
as the underdogs. I'm taking the Eagles in the upset because cause it's the Cowboys. That's why. <laughs> and that's my week three picks. Let me just go back through them real quick so I can remember. Carolina, Tennessee, Atlanta, Chiefs, Steelers, Bears, Bears over the Browns, Ravens, Saints, Cardinals, Bills, Broncos, Raiders, Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings over the Seahawks in a shocker. Um, Buccaneers, 49ers, of course, bang, bang, Niner gang, and the Eagles uh, with the upset, closing out another great week of NFL football. This is Big Block Sports. This is your week three picks. Stay tuned for episode four. Again, I promise in episode one, episode four is going to be when I pick my Super Bowl contenders. I pick my Super Bowl winners. So that's a, you got to check out the next episode. You got to go back, get the, get the full story. I need you to go back through episode one, two, and three. This one, get the full story. Let's get ready for episode four. Big Block Sports, we out.